0: Welcome to Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Employee of the Month. Uh, Very excited to have on Gina Gershon. She is an actress and a writer, and she also sings. If you haven't seen her in Killer Joe, you should definitely check it out. It's an excellent film. I think she's probably most famous uh, for Showgirls and Bound, where she plays a hot uh, lesbian lover, but I don't know. Maybe no, now people know her for being in Curb Your Enthusiasm as Hannah the Horny Laundress uh, or Rescue Me. Here is my interview taped live at the Writers Guild. And uh, if you're in Los Angeles, March 21st, we're going to have our next live taping. Boy of the month is heading west. So definitely be there. But right now, all you need to be is here. You, you can be here and here with us. Jesus really need to go work in old-age homes. Although maybe that's not fair to the elderly, you know? I should think about that. Enjoy my interview with Ms. Gina Gershon.
1: I mean, it's great to act for for films and for TV and for, you know, the Internet whatever you could act for now, but there's something so pure about being on stage, and not everyone can do that, you know? I mean, with people getting
0: cut up, and
1: there's so much stuff that you can do technically with directing now. And acting. What do you
0: mean by people getting cut up? You mean uh, plastic well, surgery, or,
1: or no, no, oh no, no, I mean like your performance <laughs> being oh. cut up, like edited. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> my words, I'm not a very good context Um But you know what I mean? It's like your performance. You're not in control of your performance on yes. film. Someone else's, unless you're directing it yourself and editing it. And, you know. Yes. Um, but there's something very raw and powerful if you're just on stage and it's one continuous. You know, story, journey. It
0: seems so much more... I mean, I'm coming from stand-up, and I don't act, so I just... I write, and I do this. Yeah. And so it just seems so much more difficult. It is.
1: It's hard. It's definitely hard. Doing eight shows a week is
0: not fun. I don't... I mean, I honestly cannot conceive of it. And I say that because, like, I know what it's like to do stand-up three nights... You know, three shows in a night, and I know how rigorous that is, but it's a very different thing than having to, like, embody dark emotions. Yeah. It's pretty... It's... It's
1: exhausting, that's for sure. You think, oh, I'll do the play, then I'll go out. I mean, you go out, but, like, it definitely takes over your whole life because the whole day is geared toward you have to kind of conserve your energy before you go out, you know, cabaret especially. Oh, my God, that was a doozy.
0: And physically, like, physically, I just don't understand how you guys do it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's done. I go. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It's
1: a discipline. You have to, like, really be disciplined. Although, you know, you're always going out and drinking and having fun. Afterwards, it, yeah, I call it like detox, retox program. Basically, <laughs> wow. that's. But I'm always really healthy. You have to stay really healthy. Physically, you have to be really strong.
0: What do you do to to, to, to like for your particular? I know everyone has their own things, but like, what do you do? To,
1: what do I do particular? I mean, to get I'm, in the zone. To
0: get in the zone. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't do what I'm supposed to like at oopsie, at night, you know, I guess I should just go home, but I never do. I always am going out and drinking and having fun with people who come to see the show. Yeah. Because you also have to, like, kind of wind down, too.
0: And enjoy, I feel like you should enjoy
1: what you're doing, because it is really
0: special, so I think it's fun to go out. Yeah, it's totally (laughs) fun to go out,
1: and it's fun to see all these people that you haven't seen, and they're coming to see you, and then you get to go and have dinners, and I don't really like parties, I like one-on-one dinners, or, you know, five people at a dinner or something. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll, you know, you have to sleep. You have to make sure you sleep. And I'll usually do yoga. I'm into this hot yoga thing now. Not Bikram, but it's, it's a hot room, but it's like a vinyasa.
0: And you don't pass out? No. Okay. It's really
1: good, you get. No, you're like addic- no, I'm here. You Otherwise- <laughs> get addicted to it. Yeah, you get really addicted
0: to it. I like if you were like no, I am yes, I'm passed out. That's I'm why passed I'm here. out right <laughs> now. This is me passed out. This is me almost passed out. I'm quite here. passed out. All right. So, Robbie Bates is it has been on has been an employee of the month and often yes, other other, alumni's, um, other alumni not other alumni, not Um Give, in, give questions. And so he wants to know who made who laugh in the Beverly Hills High production of Lanford Wilson's uh, Rivers of Eldridge. Rivers
1: of Eldridge. Rivers Who made who laugh?
0: <laughs> or who made whom laugh? R-
1: Robbie. <laughs> As much as I love him, he was a terrible actor on stage. I mean, he's a brilliant playwright, as yes. we all know. Yes. But honestly, he's the worst actor on stage to his fellow actors because we were all <laughs> on stage. And when you're not on stage, when you're, not, you're when your scene's not going on, you're supposed to be, you know, still doing what you would do in your private moment and yes. keep your thing going. But he literally would just start laughing. Like someone would be doing their <laughs> he's scene. He's like a Jimmy like Fallon. <laughs> Totally laughing during someone else's scene. And it's just like, why are you laughing? I think he told me that I made him laugh once, but I didn't. I was just doing my scene. But he was not, you know, he's he's watching instead of being in it.
0: Got it. And he's breaking character. So I feel everyone like it's like really and
1: hated him for that. I loved him, you know, and I always thought he was quirky and cool. This is even before he started writing. Yeah. You know, he's doing pottery then. And I liked him <laughs> a lot, but it's like, dude, you can't, like... Break the fourth wall. You can't laugh like that right. and be part of the audience when we're on, when we're acting right next to you.
0: It feels, I mean, it obviously is just the, the youth.
1: I was very unhappy in the valley, and it was either, you know, and I was getting in a lot of trouble. You know, I was like a juvenile delinquent. Really?
0: Yeah. When I was a bad kid, wait, what were you doing?
1: Oh, God, like doing tons of drugs and stealing. Well, I didn't steal that much. I mean, it, just the people I didn't like, you know, like their bikes and their... <laughs> there. That, that was the biggest thing I stole that was a, that was a really impressive day and their skateboards, but I would steal at the store, and then we. might... I never. It wasn't me who started the fires. That was my other friend, but I got indicted in it. And um, well, not.
0: You've been indicted? No, no. I mean, I, I should. My parents.
1: No, it wasn't. If you give me completely. Anyway, I was getting you're like, in a lot. Of, you're
0: like a blue or a white collar. You're like a white collar criminal. You've been indicted. Yeah. You're like part of a rare. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I wasn't. I wasn't
1: really, really indicted. Um, just throwing around big words. Uh, no, but I got in a lot of trouble, and they said it's either a girls' school or Beverly High. Like you have a choice because they oh, had to wow. get me out of the Valley.
0: Is it All like Valley friends... Girl? Do you remember that movie, Valley? Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I
1: could have written that I was a teenage Valley Girl. I kept going. I should write a book. I was a teenage Valley Girl, and then that song came out and the thing came out, and yes. so then I just kind of let it go.
0: Why don't you write that? Now they've that already written. I read your other book. Why? Well, I, I listened to the audio of your other book. Oh, did you? I, I loved haven't even it.
1: listened to it yet? Isn't that terrible? Because I know I'm going to get frustrated.
0: Why do you think you're gonna get frustrated? Because, like, the
1: entire process, I had to do everything so fast. So yes. I had one take to read the whole thing.
0: You gotta be kidding me.
1: No. And so when I started listening to it, I, I I started listening to it, and it was very flatly written. I mean, read it sometimes, and I was like, oh God, I'd, I would. If it was an album. I'd want another vocal take. Yes, but we absolutely. Only had, but we just had so little time. I was, and I was happy. I haven't. I can't believe I haven't listened to it because then I I had Christian McBride. He was in town, so I had him for forty-five minutes. I said, you guys just do this, I'm putting the music in the background. And so we just, he had no idea what it was, and so he was playing the bass and I was playing the Jews harp, which I think, yes. how did that turn out? That
0: sounded fantastic. I right? loved it. So I oh, purposely it. listened to it. It's That's called good. Um, Found how My Puss. I Found
1: My Pussy and Lost My Mind, which they're now telling me they need to change the title. Why? And I'm trying to decide what to do. It's a big moral dilemma.
0: Okay, tell me why you have to s- switch the title. I loved it. I think the
1: title is really funny. Yeah. Everyone loves the title, but
0: unfortunately... I mean, it's no old age... Jewish joke like I did earlier, but yeah, it's really funny.
1: (laughs) But, unfortunately, like at the airport or certain bookstores, blah, 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 they're saying they won't sell it. But, saying that, they're trying to sell it to, like, the dog and cat people. Yeah. Which is a huge audience.
0: Well, that's why I love, I mean, I have a pet, so I loved it.
1: Right, but this isn't even in the celebrity section, it's in the dog and cat section.
0: I get if you, like, have it in different sections of the bookstores. Right. But
1: I... I... But I'm not sure what to do if I should say, no, don't. Because then they won't put it in a soft cover. They said, if we're going to put it in a soft cover and put more money into it, we really
0: believe in it. Wait, do you mean soft cover or paperback? Oh, paperback.
1: <laughs> a soft cover. Is that? Oh, they're, yeah, they're called paperback.
0: It's Velveteen, not Velvet, <laughs> and I'm just, like, so angry. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, uh, paperback. I prefer silk, not sateen. But, so they won't,
1: right, they will, but they won't do it unless we change it, the cover. I mean, the, the, the title. Book companies don't have big senses of humor, like, okay. and, they, and they're more archaic than the record company. And they don't really think... I'm like, why are we even selling a bookstore? Selling it at Victoria's Secret. Sell it here. Sell it there. And
0: well, you're being very savvy because a lot of friends who've had these sort of books in Urban Outfit are like...
1: I think Victoria's Secret would be a really fun place to sell this. I don't know why. It's a huge opportunity.
0: Well, it's not like they're selling anything else. Well, you know what you could do? You could have it this way. Look, if the bra doesn't work out, if you don't end up having sex... It, this is a great alternative. Right.
1: Then you get this book and you read and you hope.
0: So I'm sitting with Gina Gershon at the Writers Guild. And so I want to thank the Writers Guild for allowing us to tape Employee of the Month thank you, here. Um, and if you thank hear you. that whizzing in the background, it's just writers dying um, because right now is pilot season and their pilots aren't getting picked up. <laughs> they so That is just the devastation there. Let me ask you the real question. How, was anyone in your family in, in music or, or arts in some way? Like, I was just curious how it got passed down.
1: Um, I'm the only actress, but my uncle um, was a fantastic musician and composer and arranger. Um, and my cousin, he's a musician. My in the music musician. She married a guy who used to play with Emmylou
0: Harris. Yeah, I have a lot of musicians oh my in Sorry, my family. Sorry, I'm obsessed with Emmylou Harris.
1: But she's the best. I listened to her the other night. Are you serious?
0: I listened to her before I go on stage. She's the greatest.
1: She's the godmother to my nephew and niece.
0: I'm just like, my heart is palpitating. Mm, Isn't that sweet? She's unbelievable. She's also um, one of the main reasons I got a dog. Um, oh, did you get it from her company? No, I adopted here. I adopted oh. from New Jersey, which is a very noble thing to do, I think. Yeah. Taking anyone out of New Jersey is a positive. That's a good thing.
1: But Oh, yeah, she's obsessed with her dogs. My sister has, like, way too many dogs because she's like, Emmy's like, oh, but Tracy, look, <laughs> Tracy comes home with, like, another dog. I'm like, why are you doing this? She's like, oh, because Emmy made me. You
0: know, because you go in, in her, like, the whole backyard, there's, like, a zillion dogs. <laughs> so I, you know. It's but sort she, of funny because my. really into it. I like it. Because my mom's a hoarder, so it has that same type of feel of where she's like giving you stuff that you don't need but doesn't want to get rid of. So Emmy Lewis is like giving you a dog that you don't need, but like you just take it on because she doesn't want to get rid of it.
1: She said I should send Emmy a book. I realize I. I don't know why. Put that on that. the to-do list too. I, I just put it on the list. Send I Emmy mean, my book.
0: Isn't employee of the month been a helpful experience so far? Just organizing <laughs> everything. If I could only be this organized in real life. Is that it? so? Yeah. How do you manage that? Because you you sing. Am I right that you do music also? I haven't also? been singing.
1: Since I started writing, writing, I haven't been singing, singing. I don't know why I have to double I, everything up. But I don't, yeah, I miss it. I'm going to start it again, though. I start cause I, I was pretty writing love Girls music. on Prozac. Thank you. That I was know. really funny. I wrote that song literally in two minutes, I think, if even that. It's like one of those, every now and then, and people, I'm sure, will be like, yeah, of course. You no, know, certain songs just write, it wrote itself. Yes. And I just wrote it down as it was writing itself.
0: It's kind of one of those things that, like, the way I feel about girls, like, I feel like it just, like, sort of speaks to a certain generation or whatever. Like, I'm just, like, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, someone gets me. Like, you feel known at that moment.
1: Oh, that's so nice. That's a big, that's a really nice thing to say. Well, it's just at that moment when I wrote it, every, almost every single woman I knew was on antidepressants. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, something is seriously strange. It's just, like, I'm at the age where everyone, but it was, like, women. All the women were, and there was this girl, um an actress, I probably shouldn't say who she is, but she was, we were doing a movie, we were like in Dubai, we were, we were far away, and she's so great, and I needed I needed to see if she had a sleeping pill, because I'm like, oh my god, I've got to work tomorrow, and you're totally turned around, I said, I need, like, do you have something that I can do? And that's what you do, to,
0: to be able to just wake up and shoot the movie when you're in well, a Well, I didn't know what else to do, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. like, really
1: turned around, I just got off the plane, I'm like, oh my god, I have to shoot this whole thing tomorrow, and I went up, and she's so gorgeous, this girl. It's such a cool chick, and her hair was, like, in front of her. She opened the door, and she was, like, wasted. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, in her underwear. I said, I'm just trying to get a thing. And she was talking, but she was so upset because her boyfriend had dumped her. Mm. And, you know, I guess she's, she was taking antidepressants, but she'd also taken a thing. And I'm like, are you sure you're supposed to be mixing these things? But she was just going on and on. And I literally closed the hotel door and be- before i got to my hotel before i got to yeah. my room the song was already like playing in my head so i just like wrote it down a pretty girls and prozac yeah, so it was totally she inspired it
0: i do love that now what are you writing right now
1: oh what am i writing right now i'm i'm working on i'm developing uh, it was supposed to be a miniseries and now they want to make it into a series so it's a whole different ball game for uh, stars in the bbc which I've been working on for a year and a half.
0: It's so exciting. Yeah, I'm really
1: excited. I'm nervous, and I've been working on it for so long. Um, and now we're at the point where we have to find another writer to maybe...
0: Uh, I'm available. <laughs> we'll
1: get to talk <laughs> you about You saw that's, my pen. That's all I'm doing. And then I'm, I'm trying to develop a TV show for myself, you know, like a half Famous. hour. Well, because I'm not... You know, the other day at the WGA Awards, I was so pathetic because I'm like, oh, it's so cool I'm here because like, I'm a writer. And then... I regress to being an actress in the room going like, oh, my God, I want to work with all these people. How come they're just not, hey, I, I'm available? You know, because I haven't had an agent for a couple of years. Like, I wonder why I'm not, like, getting as much work, you know?
0: Is is that what it is on the acting side that you need to have an agent? I don't know. You know what? I mean, it's, when I
1: say, I mean, I, I've worked I'm I'm constantly working. Although, yes.
0: No, you've been on all of these shows lately. Yeah.
1: But, but, no, but, you know, as soon as you're not working, you're like, hey, how come I'm not working? It's yeah. been so long. Your actor ego's like, ugh. Um, but I want to do a TV show now. I mean, if it's the right one, and and... First of all, it's just hard to find one that you love. Yes. Although I was shameless with Lena because I really like her show. I'm like, oh, I want to do an arc on that show. When
0: you see writers and stuff, you say, like, hey, I'd love to have an arc on that." Well, no, I show. mean,
1: I, like, I know, no, it was just funny because, like, right now I'm meeting with writers today and tomorrow because I'm trying to find another person to add on to the, the series, what's, right?
0: the, what's the series about?
1: <clears throat> it's about um, the rise and fall of the Ottoman Empire. Oh, fabulous. Seen through the eyes of a harem in this relationship. It's it's kind of it's all based on a true story that I kind of came upon when I was in Turkey.
0: You travel so much. You've been to Egypt, Turkey. This is all right, correct? Ibiza? Did I get it right so far? Ibiza. I spend a lot of time there. I'm so sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Yes. Ibiza. Once you
1: live there, you can call it Ibiza. I called it Ibiza, too. And then my my boyfriend has a house there, so I'm there quite a bit now. And everyone's like, you know, Ibiza. So I started calling it Ibiza.
0: Um, My best friend growing up is Spanish, and it's Castilian. And I grew up with, like, Nicaraguan (laughs) Pigeon Spanish because of the woman who took care of me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. They looked so horrified whenever I would speak Spanish. (laughs) They were just like, please, please don't do that around us. (laughs) Gracias.
1: Gracias. 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 Um, Yeah, no, I like to travel. I travel quite a bit.
0: And so you found this story when you were in Turkey? I
1: I was hanging out with a bunch of people who were kind of in the know, and one was an architect, or her grandmother was the first female architect in Turkey. I mean, and it, it was like a pretty Girls in Prozac moment. I was there at this palace, and... Literally, the idea just went, it plopped in my head. And I went, oh, my God, this is the greatest miniseries ever in the yes, world. Yes. Like, this is the greatest thing. I want to see this. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I almost feel nervous because it, it hasn't really been totally greenlit yet. Yes, so, okay. So I'm, like, schmucky if I'm talking. Although they have to because it's such, it's really, I have to say, it's a really great idea. Um,
0: it, and, and so perfectly timed, I have to say, because yeah. people now, I think, are so much more open to learning about history in a way, I think that the, the fact that we've had all these phenomenal television series... I mean, yeah. there was, like, this shift in the last five, ten years where you're learning through television. Like, you can actually look at TV as a valuable resource
1: in right. that way. Well, it's also... Yeah, I mean, the history... That's where we're layering all that stuff in now. But really, the story itself is so soap opera. And it's so gnarly. I mean, being a woman back then... Yes. And dealing with what you had to deal with is... It's just mind blowing to me, and it's just it's 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 got everything. And this woman is like, she makes like Lady Macbeth look like she's on Xanax. Basically. I'm so excited so, to. Too. Yeah, it's a pretty great. So, anyways, I'm working on that, and then I'm working on trying to write my own show. So, okay, which, which is, you know, I come up with like three different ideas. I mean, really, what I need to do is I need to find like I have a really good idea, that I want to find the right writer to write it with, and then yeah. let them run it. You know, yeah. so I'm not going to be doing that. You know, I think I'm really good with ideas, but then I'm. that's why writing the book was like, oh, you guys, can't we just get someone else to
0: do this? I'm you know? so glad you met me, because now you have me to do that, to, oh, be, your, to be your executioner. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the book, people are like, no, we like your voice. You have to write I'm like, ah. It is your voice, though. Like, it is my voice. You shouldn't ever confuse that. You know, as someone who, like as a writer, yeah. you shouldn't confuse that because the, whoever you partner with in, in all seriousness... Well, yeah. that's...
1: I've noticed that. See, I've given a couple of ideas saying, okay, this is what I want to do, write it. And then when they write it, they come, it comes back. I'm like, no, that's not it. And then, you know, I've sold a couple of shows and then, of course, oh, when they get the actual, you know, hour or half hour, then they're like, no, that's not weird enough. I'm like, it isn't weird enough. And so I thought, I'm never doing that again. So whatever I come up with, I'm going to create it with them and yes. then I'll let them go free. Yeah. But I'm going if not, you're right. Then you get frustrated because it's not in your voice. I mean,
0: I felt so weird. I just did a little animated teaser to show a series I want to do. And I paid a lot of money to this animator, and he refused to collaborate with me. And was it was horrible. like it was such a shame because I don't have money. So it's not like I can be like, that's it, you're fired, let me get someone else. And everyone else was so wonderful to work with. Uh, But there's no reason. And I remember he goes, I have 10 years of experience in the business. And I thought, F you. I have 10 years of experience in the business. When I'm paid by someone else, I'm working for them. Right. Like, it just did not register to me that that was what was going on in his brain that was or somehow just being his. lazy.
1: I mean, if it was yes. your idea and you say, this is what I want, he wasn't doing it. He just said, I'm sorry, this isn't, you're not hitting it.
0: Yeah, and everyone else in this series is, you know, Emmy and Tony and all the award-winning people and they, whatever. They did exactly what you want. He's yeah. just
1: an asshole. He's
0: just an asshole is the, the thing. I wanted to ask a little bit about Naked Angels. Why did you start your own theater group? Is it the similar impetus to it's writing similar, your own series? Yeah,
1: it's just because, I mean, when we all started, no one was giving us jobs. You know, you had yep. a bunch of really talented people, and I remember, we, like, I'd do an audition for EST or playwrights or wherever, and I wasn't getting hired. And, you know, so with me, Fisher Stevens, Robbie Bates, I mean, all these really great people. But he people, didn't
0: act in them, he just wrote them, right? He wrote
1: them, and he really flirted. I mean, his writing was amazing. Yes. But it was a good place for him to Try out his one acts and, and Kenny Lonigan and Frank Boglezy. I mean, we yeah. had really amazing people. Teresa Rebeck was part of that company, um, but it was just really like shit. Let's just do our own plays, and right. so that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we started. I think I was the only girl. Me and Nicole Burdette were the two girls, and then Nancy Travis and Mary. Was it was a Mary Stuart Masterson.
0: Oh, I know her.
1: Yeah, she was part of it a long time ago. Oh no. She wasn't, her boyfriend was. Never mind, I never don't mind. know her anymore. No, I do. Don't, yeah. <laughs> so. no, Tim, oh my god, that was like such a senior moment. But um, it was this impetus of we just wanted to work.
0: Yes, and so you, because I do notice that the, all the different theater companies, you, you act in it, write in, and direct in it? Is that the. I
1: never wrote and directed in Naked Angels. I wasn't writing and directing yet, although I would read a lot of the stuff and, you know. I read a lot of the writers, and I would say this play works because of this. And you know, I was more on that side of like, what should we do? And maybe you know, when you're working with the writers on yeah. a new play, you you are giving your input. Yes. You know, you're like, this God, this isn't working. Maybe we should try this. And you know, it was very collaborative. You know,
0: with acting, you said having an agent that helps you get out for parts, but
1: I think so. I mean, I don't know. I haven't had an agent, acting agent, for a while. But I think, I think, I think in today's world. You know, you just have I have my manager who's like a literary guy.
0: Okay. You know, he um, for TV and film.
1: He, you know, he runs Dennis Leary's company. Oh, Serpico. I loved
0: when you were on. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, thank you. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but he helped me find this writer because Dennis and I were working on this show to pitch, and um, he was like, "Oh, and I was trying to find my harem person." He's like, "Oh, you should talk to George." And I talked to him. I said, "I said I need the writer because everyone kept sending me writing." samples, yeah. you know, between the BBC and Stars. I mean, for seven months, I'm like, I am not blowing this by having the wrong writer. Like, yeah, absolutely. It has absolutely. to be the yes. right voice.
0: And take your, take. like, with the animation thing, I got so frustrated after a while. I was like, I just need this because I want to pitch the series. I have all these scripts. And I, it was an impulsive moment. So yeah. it's like, you know...
1: But it ruins it, and then, you're, then your idea is out the window.
0: Well, and also, like, what if some places like, oh, we don't like the animation, we're not going to do the pitch. So with you, right. I think it's like how you said with the writing... Yeah, take your time to find that person that you really... So
1: he found me the perfect person. Oh, good. I I mean, I literally was like, he's like, well, what are you looking for? I said, if Anais Nin... And Christopher Hampton had a love child. That's who my writer should be. Fabulous.
0: So you have the person already.
1: Oh, no, no. oh yeah, yeah, She's fantastic. <laughs> Anne Peacock is the best. I love her. But when, now we need... When you're doing those shows, you know, you need a couple different people. Like, you need, yes. you can't just have one person writing yeah. 50 episodes or whatever it is. Why
0: not? No, I'm kidding. Yes. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah. If they paid her, I'm sure she would. But, like, so we're, we've... You know, you create it with the person, and then she's written the first two and doing those, but then we need to find... Someone else. But my point being, like, going to WG, I'm like, I'm going to find the right writers. There's so many writers. But instead, I was, like, whoring myself out as an actress, going like, oh, my God, I want to act in your thing. Like, I think when Bobby and and Richard were saying, oh, yeah, we were in this and this and this, I'm like, I wasn't in those things. Like, why weren't I in those things? I like those shows. So then I, you know, after two tequilas, I'm like, I want to be in your show. Instead of thinking... Oh, I'd love to meet with you as a writer to see if you're interested in doing this. Yeah,
0: you feel so hungry for for I feel
1: hungry. Like, when I was doing music, I was just like, oh, I'm sick of acting. I'm just going to do music. Then I'm like, oh, my God, I miss acting again. And then I've been writing for the last, you know, between the book and these other things, I've been writing most for the last year and a half, mainly. I mean, I've done some acting in between, but nothing that totally took over.
0: How much does where you live impact, like, like, do you need to be in L.A. to act? I mean, does do, do those I'd things probably, matter? No. Pro-
1: well, you know, I think so sometimes. But then in the last few days, I keep bumping into writers that I want to work with. So, yes. like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. I mean, um, it's probably better because I, I hardly spend any time in L.A. anymore. You know, yeah. I go there and was like, where have you been? I mean, I think it's a very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, you know, they people, not people... Um, Like a momentary, or that's not the word, mercurial, that's not the word, whatever the word is, Um, you know, if you're not right in front of someone's face, they don't think about you. Or also you walk, it's like, oh my God, yes, you're perfect for this thing. I mean, it's like...
0: I get that, yeah. What's the
1: word that I'm uh,
0: looking for? You're looking for if someone sees you, if they don't see you right away, um, if they they forget that you exist. It's resist. like, you know... Out of sight, out of mind.
1: I guess it's an out of sight, out of mind sort of thing.
0: I mean, the, the oddity... the movies that I
1: di- do, and also the things I've done, like I have been, I did this movie, Killer Joe, which yes. I'm really proud of, but like a lot of people didn't see it. And I know when they see it, they're just like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's so good. It's really good. But a lot of people... You know, I do stuff that has a hard time finding an audience sometimes or in the last few years I have.
0: I understand that. I mean, it's this, this struggle between what am I going to shine in and be good at and, and what is going to get mainstream viewers. I mean, part of it, you don't have any control over whether a studio markets something or, or not. You know, same with your book.
1: Well, right, but also it's like I made a choice to call it ooh, how I found my pussy and lost my mind just because I thought that was really cool. Yes. Knowing that
0: it wasn't going to go in as many places. I'm glad um, that you've been able to cross over. I like
1: comedy. Like people don't really see me. I mean, I also was thrilled to do Curb. Like the guys on TV and the funny, funny guys are always like, "Oh yeah, come and do a show." I just did a movie with Jeff Garland. He's like, "You're definitely I in this," you know, and um, and Dennis and all those the funny guys. No, but like in movies, like for some reason they they I never get cast as funny people. I get the really ultra serious, yeah. intenso things.
0: Do you think? But I also think I, I-, I like too. I like both. I also wonder if the guys usually get, like what I liked about you on Curb is that you got to be funny in that role. Sometimes I feel like even with the most brilliant, funny male comedians, you don't necessarily get to be funny as the female. You're sort of like a, a straight man. Right, right. That's true. I had no
1: idea. I mean, when I did Curb, I didn't even know what I thought. It wasn't until I was on the set that I was like, wow, you actually want me to play the Hasidic? Jew who works at the cleaners. Like, I thought you guys were joking. I, I, never it's due seen, to your
0: Jewish extraction. I never, <laughs> I know,
1: I'd never seen the show, so I didn't know. And then Jeff saw me do this bit, and he's like, you're so funny, you have to be on the show. I'm like, ah. Uh. And so then I was on the show, and so everyone's like, oh, don't worry, you just be yourself. You just go improv, and you don't even have to think about it. And when I got there, like, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really... And so we just came up with that. I said, well, I need an accent. He's like, well, you don't need an accent. I'm like, of course I need an accent. And so we just made it up.
0: But they they made on up on, they...
1: this, on this, I was like my Russian waxer all of a sudden came out, or something came out. It was. He said it goes, but it shouldn't be any particular accent. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll just. This is what's coming They all
0: sound made up. Whenever I'm around like more religious Jews, I feel like they have these like weird intonations that are supposed to make it sound more spiritual. Like they'll be when I was here parking this yeah. car, and it's like they're just adding some yeah. weird accent that's neither like Israeli or Yiddish. It's not. It's, yeah, it's they not just strange. like bring it in to say my yoga instructor. She's Indian, but she went to Georgetown. Right. I know she speaks English perfectly, but she like have these weird pauses it sounds she's... more yogi
1: like. Yeah.
0: An <laughs> totally. And I'm like, no. When Indians speak that way, it's just because they're not familiar with English. They're just like learning English. That's why there right. are pauses there. But I feel like she puts them in to make it sound deeper. Right. Um, I'm are cool. I'm really grateful to have had you on Employee of the Month. Oh, thank you.
1: And Thanks so for having me as an Employee of the Month.
0: Do you, do you, do you feel so? <laughs> what do you think you're going to do with your award?
1: Um, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> actually. I was thinking I could put it on my boyfriend's desk as a joke, or I could send it to my mother.
0: Okay, good. Either one of the, well, Rachel Maddow and Gloria Steinem, they switched there. They gave each other their awards.
1: I wish I had Gloria Steinem's, or you'll Rachel Maddow's. You have to get, it, have to have get have, it
0: from them. You have to get it from them. I wish
1: I could swap with them. I don't know either one. I think oh. they're so cool. They're really cool.
0: They, they also are Employees of the Month.
1: Yeah, as they should be. I yeah. mean, I feel like a fraud Employee of the Month compared to them.
0: You feel like an Employee of the Week?
1: Yeah, it's more of a, like a daytime good job, here's a star, you know, on your forehead sort of employee. Well,
0: I hope that this validates you in, in some way, even if it's just for that star. The, Listen, if forehead. I'm feeling
1: bad, I'll like, I am an Employee of the Month. Yeah. And I'll take pride and feel good.
0: You should feel good. You yeah. should feel really good. You've had a phenomenal career, and you continue to have a phenomenal career. I just like that you reinvent yeah. yourself. Uh, Constantly.
1: Oh, I'm glad you look at it that way. I like. I mean, I just—it's all the same thing. It's just different angles of it, you
0: know. Yes, yes. And that—that is felt. That it's like consistently good as an artist, whether you're writing or acting or doing music or the Jew's harp, which I didn't even know as an instrument until you. I thought it was like a fake joke, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" Jew's harp makes me—that's the happiest (laughs) you've made me all day.
1: Because I really want to bring the Jew's harp into the collective unconscious and the public's <laughs> co- unconscious. I mean, it's in the collective unconscious already because, like, of course it is. But, you know, I want people to become more and more aware of it, and I feel like it's my job to do that, to bring it to the public.
0: It's your contribution to, the, to, to Judaism.
1: <laughs> yes, the Jews are my chosen instrument. It, but the funny thing is, this, every, every this the thing that's interesting about Jews are, I'm not kidding, I am going to do a whole thing on this, because I have all this different music attached to it, to, to play. Um, but that's like my back burner thing. Maybe I should write a note about
0: that, too. Okay, we're going to have this last note. Gina Gershon, thank you so much for coming, and I hope you guys will please check out her books, Camp Creepy Time, and also, which is Camp Creepy Time Adventures of Einstein P. Field. The Inventions. And the Inventions. That's a,
1: that's a book that's a couple of years ago. I don't even think you can get that anymore. I think it's out of print. I'm all about Amazon. You can get it. You can get it. That's a really cute book. That's that's really cute, and the book in search, of Cleo. in search of Cleo. How I found my pussy and lost my mind, and get it now before they make me change it. <laughs> unless if I sell out and let them do this paperback with the pussy cat.
0: I am gonna encourage um, the audio as well. B- both. I'm so glad.
1: Yeah. The it's a audio. it's a
0: thoroughly enjoyable experience. It's very irritating mm-hmm. sometimes when they get other people to do the I wouldn't <laughs> let anyone else do that. And because you're 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 a writer but you also tell stories. So I think that it's it's really fun to hear you tell the story.
1: Well this the thing about In Search of Cleo, it started off is a telling a story. When I was doing my music, I told the story of Cleo in between to kind of marry the two. Yeah, because
0: you have an album in search of Cleo as well. Right, and I only
1: named it in search of Cleo because, because when I was going to perform it, I did a performance at the Box. Um, you know, I, I did like eight. The Box shows for there. people
0: who, who don't know, because we have listeners all over the world, is a really fun, um, chic downtown uh, New York <laughs> theater space.
1: But I, I, when I went to go perform it, I thought, oh, my God, look at this space. I shouldn't just do music. I should have dancing girls. I should have flying ukuleles and, you know, whatever. Um, flying I thought, up, flying well, let's Jews harps. Flying Jews harps. And so I told the story of Cleo because it's thematically it was the same as my music. Like yes. What people will do in order to find lost love. Right. Yes. Or to, in order to find love, rather. And, and it, mourn. And, you know, and so but I would play the music songs and I'd tell the story, blah, 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 blah. And... After the show, people are always like, there's no way this is a true story. And I would say, this is a true story. So when I, I didn't go out to write this book. It kind of came to me. Someone said, oh, why don't you just write this as a little, like a Kindle thing. And then I have a book agent. And he was like, listen, do you mind if I show someone something? You know, I was like, yeah, I don't care. And then next thing I know, they said, can you make this into a book? You know? Great. You know, this is your advance. This is what we will pay you. I'm like, yes, I
0: can. I, is can it I good? Just- is the advance good? Yeah.
1: Okay, good. Well for I mean I I can't believe I got paid this much to write something oh, about my cat. You know, but but uh, oh, I...
0: over two digits? Huh? Over two digits? Yes. Over three digits?
1: Six digits, my friend That's fabulous I know That's why part of me is like Why should I change the title? I'm never going to recoup that money anyway It's like, no. fuck it Just keep the Enjoy title it. And say, sorry, you guys That's what it is Maybe you should push it harder But it bugs me that they're not getting it out to stores Like no one could find it
0: I do have to say that this is a familiar I, Most of my friends are writers And I have to say that this is a familiar issue
1: I know, I don't issue. know what to do I keep going back one Well that's I, why I thought
0: you were First of all, you have to take it on yourself You know, doing the marketing and all of these things <laughs>
1: But how? It's, it's with a big company. Like, those people do that. And I said, let me talk to them. And, you know, they keep getting back to me. And, and, part, and I honestly, I don't have the energy to do it. No, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Like, it's I need to be focusing exhausting. on other things. Yet, you want it out there. Yet, do I want it out there as not the real title?
0: Right, and, I, and and no one has the answer for you, which is a, a, a better thing than someone telling you, yes, change it, it'll be all good.
1: And then I just call them, say, listen, I'm the employee of the month, and I don't want you to change yeah. the title.
0: Do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? Just
1: put this, maybe after i should put this right on my publisher's desk.
0: <laughs> put your employee of the month award right there and yeah, be like, that's what done. I could use it for. Done deal.
1: Anytime I have a hard time getting through my notes or studio stuff or with writing, I'm just going to, do you know who I am? Or if I th- come with an obnoxious, if there's like a bad director that I'm dealing with and he's giving me a hard time, I'm like,
0: "I'm an employee of the month." I'm
1: employee of the month, fucker. Like, let me do my thing. You,
0: Gloria Steinem, and Grover the Muppet, not the president. Well, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, Gina Gershon, thank you so much for being here, and You're I so want to make welcome. sure everyone goes out and and absolutely go find in search of Cleo, how I find my pussy, and how I found my pussy at lost my Oh wait, wait, wait!
1: I didn't finish my thought. Oh yes, I, I'm very scatterbrained today. Um, but but when I wrote it, I wrote it Sound trying to sound like I was just telling a story. Like, in the audio, it sounds like I was saying... It feels that way very much. But that's how I wrote it. So it's not like, ooh, the right. I said, listen, this isn't going to be great writing. I'm going to write it as if I'm just telling you a story right next to you. So they're like, oh, there's commas. I said, I don't care about the grammar in this. I said, if you really want that, let's hire a ghostwriter. Like, I'm, I'm happy to tell them the story. They're like, no, no, we, want, we like, think you're funny. I'm like, okay, then... It, you're not giving me enough time to really go in. And, and of course, and every time you read it, you think it's terrible. So, you know. so I, I stopped reading it. So I just re- I did it, and I said, here, take it.
0: For those of us who are, who are not Chaucer mm-hmm. or Shakespeare, I think it's better to write in your own voice, and that's what's captured in this.
1: Okay, well, that's good. I feel
0: better now. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm... I don't think you can be. I don't think everyone can be Shakespeare. I think there's there's one for a reason.
1: I don't want to be Shakespeare. I just want to be like Navokov, though. Or Desiree. yeah,
0: I can't. can't help you there. I don't I think you know. can help you there. But but it's frustrating. <laughs> but you were true to your voice. I in, know, in, in, but in, my in, voice
1: sometimes <laughs> it's fine, but it's not exactly how I want, I like, I have an idea. I'm like, ah, I wish I could write it like this.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And I think I, maybe if I get lucky or drunk enough, like maybe a line or two will come out, but like, how do you do a whole book that way? So it's like, might as well find the real writers and let them do it. I'll give them an idea.
0: Together. Yeah.
1: Do it together. And you know,
0: yes, that's right. Because I, I, I do think that part of it is also practice, frankly. It's, 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 it's the discipline. same way that, that... I don't
1: have the discipline. But
0: the discipline it is from doing over and over and over. I so know. that's why you're able to act in so many different things. And that's why certain people are able to write so many different things. They put the time in.
1: Right. With acting, I put so much time in. I can say, oh, yeah, great. Let's just do it.
0: Yes. That's the difference.
1: With writing, my house is so clean all the time.
0: Well, luckily, do I know. You know I totally, mean, yeah, because you do all these other errands. It's just errands. like,
1: okay, well. I know, I was mad I didn't tell that joke. Because I, I went up and I just started talking when I was at the podium, you know. This the, is at the Writers the, Guild that, Awards? Yeah, and I thought later, I should have said, you know, the good thing about writing, instead of just saying, oh my God, this is horrible. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So i yes. just writing something. I should have said, but the good news is like, my house is like spick and span whenever I so write. So clean. It's like, literally, <laughs> it's like, this pen should go here. In fact, no, it should be a shelf. You should just build a shelf first and then put the pens there. I mean, you do anything. And until <laughs> I mean, so mean, you have a to. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, no, we all are. I mean, Stephen King's book is great about that, of just finding a space, you stay in that space. What, what book? He has a, a book on writing.
1: Oh, he does? And it's lovely. Oh, I should get that. Yeah,
0: it's a great, it's also a great audio read, you know, because, again, these aren't things that you have to memorize the facts for. Right. But it, mainly, it's it's a no frills. you got to sit down and write, find a space.
1: Well, look at it. He, like, he goes internet to the bathroom off. and he's written another novel. He's yes. like, oh, look. That's, just, right. You know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's so prolific. It's it's insane, kind
0: of. Well, that is on a different... I mean, like I had Adam exactly. Rap on. Totally. Well, yeah, they're on a different level. I will say the one thing is they finish what they start. Well. Anything they start, they finish. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Well, and I think about the way I orgasm and the way I go to the bathroom. They don't always... It doesn't always happen right away, you know, <laughs> whatever. They, they do every time they orgasm. That's it. They go in... And yeah, they're done
1: that's impressive. but just I really respect that the most of everything. like this the discipline to say every day. I mean when I was writing my book, I tried to do it. yeah. And I did. You so obviously
0: started... did if you got it done. Yeah I got it
1: done. I but it was like a deadline. I felt like I was in school like I always most did people, well people need
0: deadlines. What do you think the New York Times reporters have? They have deadlines.
1: I know, but if they gave the deadline in January and I had five months, I'm like, oh great. I have all this time. of course. All of a sudden, it's November. I'm like, holy shit! I
0: gotta write this book. Gina, I got news for you. You're a writer. That's what you do. <laughs> Is that what
1: happens? Yes, it's like <laughs> I feel like oh no, I should be writing every day, and being good. And
0: some people do that, and some people don't. And you just say, okay, I'm not that. So let me make the best use of my time. Yeah. No, Otherwise... I'm gonna get better.
1: That I'm gonna get better
0: at it. All right. So that's what we're gonna leave you guys with. That we are all gonna get better next year in Abita. <laughs> I, I should. I
1: can. I should be. I should be saying, oh yes, thank you, instead of.
0: No, See, look at the writer honest.
1: brings a super neurotic side out of me, which I don't love. That's why I want to stick to acting. I'm much more confident.
0: As an actor. This is I'm so the inverse of you. I'm so confident as a writer. I quit in the middle of my first pilot season. I was like, this is ridiculous. They didn't hire me to be the blonde 17-year-old, and I felt devastated. No, I, I'm so much... you want to be the blonde 17-year-old? No, but I'm saying as a writer, you can, you can tell me my writing isn't good and I'll get better at it. Where's my acting? I feel I take it personally, oh, and for see, you, it's so, the split. It's oh, no, the opposite. No.
1: Acting, I could go and act in something, and I know I, I pretty much know I'm going to be good. Or if I'm bad, I'll be the first one to know. Like, oh shit, I got to fix this. Yes. you know, yeah. I and you can't tell me anything about my acting that's going to make me feel better or worse about it. Th-
0: this is where we the but, exact but with, inverse. But with writing,
1: I mean, I hand something in, and I literally think I'm going to die until I hear someone, back from someone. I mean, it's it.
0: It's we're like the down. inverse of each yeah. other. It's fascinating. I love it. Sure. All right. So we're going to get better at everything next year instead yes. of Jerusalem in Ibiza. We'll, Ibiza. Be, we'll, we'll check in then. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please check out our website, employeeofthemonthshow.com. That's employeeofthemonthshow.com. You can nominate people, you can give me feedback about the interviews, what you liked, didn't like, people you'd like to hear from. Again, this show is about jobs, work, and culture, so trying to get a sense of how people spend their time, what they do with it. We really only, we meaning me, like to only interview interesting, good eggs, the good part meaning that they have a moral compass. I probably will not take someone if they're a dictator or a parking ticket officer, but Anyone else who has a really interesting job or career, please feel free to uh, let us know about them. Please donate if you have money. We could really use your help. It makes the sound quality that much better. It helps pay for people. And even me, I could afford to have three meals in a day instead of combining. That would be a delight. I really want to thank Ian Mazoff for being just a wonderful partner in crime, as well as all of you for listening. Thank you so, so much. And how did I not thank Lady Parts? Thank you, lady, for being the best co-host a host could ever have. I'm Katie Lazarus. Be well.